Hi, friends. Hello, should I delete that, listeners? We still have some tickets left for our live tour and we would absolutely love to see you there. On Thursday, the 23rd of May, we will be performing in the London Islington Assembly Hall. On Monday, the 27th of May, we will be in Salford. On Tuesday, the 28th of May, we'll be in Glasgow. Sunday, the 2nd of June, Birmingham. Monday, the 3rd of June, Bristol. And Tuesday, the 4th of June in Southampton. You can get your tickets at aegpresents.co.uk or via the link in the show notes or our Instagram bios. We really hope we'll see you there. Hello, hello, hello. Hello, hello, hello. I hate saying hello more than once. I hate it. I know. But I can't just say it once. What do you say? Hello, weird. Hello, hello. Missing the third. Exactly. And then you say it three times and it's just weird. Hello, hello, hello. Hello, hello, hello. I hate it. Hello, hello, hello. Um, we need to find like a good way to start off this podcast because we just never manage it. Yeah, and it's horrible. It's horrible. I'm not even going to let us do this any longer. Let's just go. Okay, enough. I've got an Is It Just Me? It's my own. It's my own Is It Just Me? And I can't remember who I was talking to about this the other day. Maybe it was you, actually. Can you eat on the loo? Absolutely not. And I don't mean like take a meal to the loo. I mean, <laughs> you know, so, like, oh, sorry, guys, I'm just going to go and take my breakfast somewhere. Um, no, I mean, like, you know, sometimes, I don't know, like, okay, let's say you're having a, a chewy breakfast or you just, you're on the way to the loo, you see a, you see a sweet, like a tang fastic and you're like, oh, yum. And you put that in your mouth and then you go to the loo and then you sit down and you realise that you're still chewing because that is probably the most traumatising thing that can happen to a person. When I realise that I have food in my mouth and I'm on the loo, I'm like, I have to hold my breath in case I breathe in through my nose and any poo particles go in the way of the food and then I have to swallow them. I don't know if that's the science, but it feels like it. I feel like that is the science. Would love, would love anyone's actual advi- uh, expert advice on this, but I think it is because aren't there just, isn't there just like poo particles in the air and then you're just ingesting them? I mean, we were, we were probably ingesting them anyway, but like you don't want to add to it. But you also don't want to taste it. Like I'm like a sniffer dog, always have been. My sense of smell is so strong. So even like when I'm eating, yeah. if I smell something while I'm eating, that's what I'll end yeah. up tasting. Oh, gross. Yeah, really bad. But it happens sometimes. But I tell you, oh, I just remembered it was Jenny, manager Jenny, who I was talking to. And she went to the loo and she came back from the loo with a mouthful of food. I was like, have you? And she left for the loo with a mouthful of food and she came back from the loo with a mouthful. I was like, if that's the same mouthful, there's something wrong with you. Gross. Yeah. Gross. <laughs> but she said she just had to stop <laughs> chewing when she sat on the loo. She's like, I just had to stop chewing and just hold it in my mouth. If I had like a, bowl, a boiled sweet or something, I could continue to suck on it. But... <laughs> I, I couldn't, I don't think I could actively chew on the loo. No, no. chew on the loo. I'll get good rules. Good. Let's put that on a magnet. No chew on the loo. <laughs> um, nice. Anything else for me? <laughs> okay, so I actually have a voice note today. Modern. I know, so modern, so professional. Um, and if anyone would actually would like to submit there, is it just me as a voice note? Because sometimes it's just easier than, than like writing a long email. You can record on voice memos and then just send it to should I delete that pod at gmail.com or you can send the voice notes to our Instagram account via DM. So here we go. I'm going to play it. Hello, hello. Um, I just wanted to say I love the podcast. I've got an is it just me that I thought I'd send in because it's very specific and I want to know is it just me. So when I'm led in bed at night and I can't sleep, I count to a thousand in my head in increments of a hundred. But for every hundred, I count in the theme tune of a different song. So for example, I could do 
Gotta Get Through This by Daniel Bedingfield. And in my head, I'll go one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Um, God, I got too into that. <laughs> but I basically want to know, is it just me or is anyone else also very unique and use this method to get to sleep? Thank you. Oh, I my love God. That. I'm obsessed with her. One, two. Three. I am going to be doing that from that. Yeah. Da, wow. da, da, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. No, wait. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> seven, that's, eight, good. Nine, that's good. Yeah, that's good. 11, 12. Oh. Oh my god, this wow. is so good. Can we have another song? Think of another song. Any other song? Um, oof. um one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, five, six, seven, eight. <laughs> no, 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 wait. Five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, nineteen, twenty. Twenty-one, twenty-two, twenty-three, twenty-four. I love that Alex just heard that. I'm like came in and closed the door. Like yeah, I'm like, sick of your shit. <laughs> What are you two doing now, <laughs> fuck's sake? Um, oh, oh my God, that is that. the coolest thing I've ever heard in my whole entire life. I'm so inspired. But also, I'd say she must be a really musical person because that wouldn't come easily to me. I think I would. I think, I think that's it would the point, keep isn't me it? awake trying to like think of my <laughs> next song. I'd be like, oh God. And then, oh, you can hear Alex upstairs. I've asked him to help me pack. We're, go- we're, going, to, we're going to Manchester in a minute, guys. Like literally in a minute. We're Manchester. very stressed. I'm actually sweating thinking about it. Not Manchester, just the travel. I hate leaving the house. Um, maybe I should start counting in songs. So she goes to a hundred in one song, and then the next, and then the next hundred a different song. Yeah. Yeah, love wow. that. It's it's actually brought up a um, and is it just me for me? It's a bit of a disgusting one, but so bear with me. Is it just me, or do people enjoy spot popping videos? Because that's how I get to sleep. You've asked this before, and there were have crickets I? in the DMs. Yeah, nobody have I. Although no, you have. Okay. You and I have definitely talked about this, but can I that's a very timely is it just me from you because my dms this week oh my god this this was so gross my stories right I got a cheer when I no, I had a meeting on Monday I got a cheer seed stuck in my teeth and I was like oh, I've got yeah. cheer seed stuck in my teeth and I can't get it out and somebody said why don't you use your hair as a tooth floss oh, as, as dental floss right so I tried and inevitably my hair just snapped and then I had a chia seed and a piece of hair in between my teeth which was fucking gross anyway I then said like and then somebody else was like oh I use my earring and like people had all these whatever things pretty gross things so then I put yeah. a question box up being like are you gross if you are like what do you do when no one's looking and they're all fucking feral, but a lot of people do the, do the spot squeezing and watch the, the spot squeezing and like actively. But, but my question is, out. where are these people? And also, these accounts have hundreds of thousands, if not millions, of followers. So people are enjoying it. But why can I never talk about this with people in real life? Whenever I bring it up, they're like, "Fuck off! That's disgusting. Your rank." I get it. So where are these people? Yeah, I know what you mean, but it's not. Where it's are not, my people? It's not the. It's not the cool. Like it's not like the. It's not sexy, well, not really is cool. it? It's not, obviously not, but it's not like... <laughs> no, I don't know, it's not it's mainstream. It's definitely not sexy. No, like, it's slightly Isn't perverse. Is it? Is it? Well, it's not... Is I it? I don't know. Like, okay, some of the things that people do, right, that were coming up... All the, I mean, a lot of people pick their nose and eat it. Um, no, they don't. Yes, they, no, they do. Don't. That was the main no, one that came... Yes, they okay. do. That was the main I, one that came through. I think we've talked about this before, but I still don't have an answer to what is the incentive for eating once you've picked. 
What is the incentive? I don't know, but I'm just, I have, I'm feeling a bit sick today. I don't want to okay, dwell on these spots. I don't want to dwell no. on, on eating it. But while we're here, while we're on rank things that humans do, they pick their nose and eat it. Don't dwell, just don't think about it. We'll just skim over it. They fart in their own hands and then smell it. The most dangerous Yeah, a cupcake. One. Yeah, people are cupcaking themselves, though. Themselves? Yeah. What the fuck do you do? You look, you, you look like a woman that does that. <laughs> no, but I, I have... I mean, I don't want to out anyone, but I know a lot of people who do that. Fuck me, I don't, thank God. Yeah. Um, a lot of people bite their own toenails right. and eat them. No, that... No, hang but on. that's also admirable flexibility. I love that. The, there, are, there is just way too much to unpack there. Okay, first of all, how are you biting your toenails? Well, I'll show you, but I think this is like, it's pretty easy to get this to my mouth because I'm super flexible, but I think this is a really good example of just because you can, it doesn't mean you should. Do you know what I mean? But like things, ex- like amazing tools exist, you know? You've got yeah, like nail clippers, clippers. Nail scissors. Why would you just, why would you choose oh, to bite them this yourself? This gets worse. Like honestly, some of the entries that we had, one girl was um, squeezing her tonsils, yeah. and I don't understand how, squeezing her tonsil stones. Okay, so this is really gross, but that is something that these spot popping videos often feature as well, is removal of tonsil stones, and it's fascinating. It's fascinating because you can't see them, and then suddenly they, they pop out. Sorry. Not, no, we're not dwelling, we're not dwelling. I can't, I can't, I can't. Um, I think, no, I've, had too, bit, I think that, I've had too much exposure to it. But then, high risk, high reward. One person, actually this happened a couple of times, puts a Kirby grip, like a bobby pin, up their nose... Yeah. To trigger a sneeze. I used to do that. Alex, that is the most dangerous and reckless thing I've ever heard in my life. No, not a hair grip. I I used to um I used to like, I actually I actually went through a phase of this. It was quite weird. Um but I used to like wrap up uh, tissue and like make it into a point and then like trigger myself to sneeze. Yeah. I went through a weird phase of that actually. That was really strange. That I is strange. That. Luckily, but at I'm least out of it's safe. Now. Like a tissue, you know what I mean? Like fine. Like, really, mm. I mean, it's weird. It's weird, but it's you're not going to hurt yourself. But imagine, right, you just get, you put that up there, then you sneeze. But, like, so how do you not stab yourself in the brain with a Kirby grip? How are you going well, like to explain that to a doctor? Well, take it out before you sneeze. Well, obviously, but what if it comes quickly? What if you're doing okay. it and then, bam, sneeze? Do you know you can't keep your eyes open while you sneeze? So every time I sneeze now, I do like this. Because I just find it interesting. That was the wrong medium to do something visual there, but I'd like hold my eyes open because it fascinates me. I think you'd be better served putting your hands over your mouth while you sneeze. Like we are still in the pandemic. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I'm not in, <laughs> in public. Like going, watching Jews, Al on Jews, the train. Yeah. Eyes wide open, <laughs> snotting all over them. <laughs> um, anyway, um, okay, okay, so I've loved, got a, that. I've got a little. Is it just me that came in via the Instagram? It's, I mean, it definitely isn't just you that sent this in, but um, it elicited a really amusing memory. And my, I don't think my mum listens to the Thursday episode, so it's a really good opportunity to tell the story and embarrass her. Okay, love that. But somebody sent a message saying, is it just me that has to eat their Weetabix soggy? I have to use loads of milk to make it soft and soggy because I hate crunchy Weetabix, which I think is fairly common. I think that's the point. Yeah. I think it's supposed to be really okay. soggy, right? That's it. That's the DM. So yeah, yeah like you're not alone. Oh, right. That's how you eat it. It elicited yeah. a memory. My mum, once a few years ago on my birthday, have I told you this? It's like my, tw- so. my 26th or my 27th birthday or something. Anyway, we went out for dinner. We were on the Isle of Man having a lovely time. Went out for dinner, came back. It was just my mum, me, a couple of my friends, Alex, like whatever. It was really nice. having a really nice time. And we were playing Odds On, you know, the game that's like... Um, I don't know, odds on you go outside the room and scream, I like shoving cotton wool up my bum. 
really loudly and you tell okay. me like <laughs> you tell me what the odds of you doing that are and you'd probably be like okay. I've never been here before I don't know any of these people I really don't want to do that so it's one in a thousand no one in a hundred like I really don't want to do it one in a hundred okay. so then we both go three two one and say a number between zero and a hundred and if we get the same number then you have to do it and then you can reverse it, right? But if it was like, oh, I dare you to like tap your microphone, you'd be like, that's obviously I'll do that. So it's one in two. Do you see what I mean? So <laughs> yeah. that's how the game works. Okay. So we were playing odds on, having a lovely time. And for some reason, my mum oh, odds on herself to eat an entire Weetabix dry. So no one asked her to do this. You know, we were all like, <laughs> she was like, I bet, I bet I can't do this. And we were like, Okay, and she basically effectively odds on herself to eat, put a whole dry Weetabix in her mouth in one go. And I have honestly never seen anything like it in my life. She's a small woman with a small mouth and she put a whole Weetabix in her mouth dry oh, in one go. Oh, and dry. sort of Yeah, oh yeah, with no fluid and set off really quick. And then it was just like, it was the saddest thing I've ever seen. She just, it must have taken an hour of just chomping like a horse. Oh my god! And she cat. just kept going. She just had to keep going because it's so big in there. You can't just <laughs> spit it out. Yeah, but why didn't she just say like? Why didn't she just say I'm done? She I'm couldn't say anything. Up. She had a mouthful of Weetabix. Mm. Oh my oh, god! So yeah, oh every time god. I think of Weetabix is now, I just think your mum's a legend. We, yeah, is she? <laughs> It's, it's kind of odd, odd. There are I just love that she odds on herself. I know, so good. But yeah, now I can't think. I like. I think she'll never have a crunchy Weetabix again. To be fair, babe. So you're definitely not on your own. <laughs> um, I've just got an email to read out that I thought was really interesting. You hit me. Um, its subject is deliberate therapy session. Hi, girls. Must start with the usual love the show and podcast. You must, thank you. <laughs> you have such a lovely, relaxed and natural energy, but also bringing some really interesting material. A great place to be in my eyes. Oh, thank you. Oh, thank you. I was listening to the deliberate therapy session with Jacqueline. Firstly, it's so lovely to hear mental health being talked about openly, and I'm sure so many people have really benefited from that episode. I really felt for Alex through it, perhaps because I'm a fellow people pleaser, someone for whom it takes active work to say no and set boundaries. Something I find really helpful, both personally and professionally, I'm a clinical psychologist is adding an extra layer of understanding to the techniques you were discussing with Jacqueline by taking a compassionate approach Paul Gilbert slash Kristen Neff are great people to check out if you're interested in reading more they have loads of resources on their website in a nutshell for this scenario it would be acknowledging that we all have an evolutionary need to being perceived as part of the in-group in order to survive cave people needed to work together to hunt gather reproduce and we still have this old part of our brains so human brains are going to throw up those thoughts about what others think about us and as you discussed this can be shaped more by life experiences etc we can't necessarily stop that from happening but we can acknowledge that this is not our fault we didn't choose to have brains with old and new parts that can get tangled up but it is our responsibility to understand and find a way to help and support ourselves through the challenges of having a tricky hum human brain often this may be through strategies such as those discussed on the podcast, but these can be hard to access from our threat brain. Given our evolution, this automatic response will involve physical flight, fight, 
type reactions, which given they are built to keep us alive, tend to make it difficult for us to access thinking. There's no time for that as far as your brain is concerned. So often adding practicing strategies to soothe our threat system when it's activated by this social threat helps to access more kind, supportive and compassionate thinking, which does involve those more difficult decisions and choices that may be uncomfortable in the short term, but better for us in the long term. This has turned out to be much longer than I was expecting. Turns out it's hard to explain this in a nutshell. I guess I just wanted to share it for you as bringing more of this understanding and some practices to physically soothe this, e.g. soothing, rhythm breathing, hand on heart, would help access the more cognitive thinking stuff. I love that because I think that actually sets us up nicely for Monday's episode where we're going to actually be discussing this stuff in much more depth. We've got Jacqueline coming back again on Monday for Monday's episode. And I'm absolutely terrified. I'm really excited, but I'm also absolutely terrified because it's always Al in the hot seat when Jacqueline comes to stay. But this time it was me. Um, and it was, <laughs> a, a it job, was very vulnerable. But it's, so you're so right. We really explored this. And actually, it's really interesting because you, Al, kind of like that, that kind of like compassion compassionate and empathetic compassionate compassionate and empathetic kind of like um part like of the process and I've never really come at it before like I'm quite I don't know tough love with myself like I've never kind of addressed this stuff with compassion I I always just like I want the solution I'm quite solutions focused which is why I never pursued therapy because I really enjoyed life coaching because I didn't really want to explore the whys I just was like I don't really care why I feel the way I do I just want to not feel like this do you know what I mean yeah but I do I do find it interesting and it is really nice to hear and you've been reminding me this and you sent me a really good book um last week called why has nobody told me this before by Dr Julie Smith and that's been really cool for me it's like my first like foray into the understanding of the why which is basically what that what that email was just saying and I really appreciate that because it's really easy to like take all the blip particularly when you do a lot of coaching it's really easy because the the solutions are in your hands it's really easy to feel like the problems are all your fault and you which at, at its simplest form yeah like I'm feeling sad because and I'm making myself feel sad other people can't make me feel sad which is a very powerful thing for me and I personally really enjoy that because I'm like good other people can't make me sad which means it's on me to make me happy and I love having the power to do that and that's very empowering for me but it's also nice to know when you're feeling sad that it's your it's the way that your brain works it's not that something's wrong with you that you've done that it's not that you're weak or it's not that you're stupid it's that that this is how humans work so that's cool Mm. basically yeah I think I I, I, and I like that I think yeah we 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 slightly differ in that in that I'm very I like to I I, I feel like that part has to be nurtured or at least um soothed I guess for lack of a better word before you can like tap into your higher brain like your intellect I, I guess it's like the God, I sound like a, walk, a walking therapy session, but like I guess it's the it's the inner child that gets triggered with stuff like that. And before you move on to your rational adult brain, you need to deal with that. And I I I like that. I like that side of it. That that for me just makes more sense. Yeah, and um, and for me it doesn't. <laughs> like I and it's really weird. I actually love that, and that's been a really key part of it as well of knowing that people heal and think just so differently yeah and and this is we differ with therapy on this as well don't we because I'm I'm a big advocate for healing uh, like wounds from your past because that's what's worked for me um but you don't necessarily like that yeah. approach 
Yeah, but I've got no interest in my past. Yeah, like, I don't care. I don't care. I, I think I used to, and I used to think it really mattered. But for me, I'm just like, I don't care where I was, and I don't care why I am the way that I am now. The fact is, I am the way that I am, and I want to feel better. Do you know what mm. I mean? So, like, I very much feel... Yeah, like, it's sort of irrelevant. And and a big part of that, it has to include forgiving yourself for your past because, like, and, and Jack taught me this. She said, you do what you do with the tools that you have. And so I just had shit tools, right? So no one's blaming me for my actions previously or for the way I was doing it before. I just had the wrong tools. But it, I, I didn't want to sit there and, like, analyse the spanner and why it didn't work with the Alan key thing. But, you know, I, I don't... I don't want to go and talk about like when I was sad when I was six. I just can't be bothered. I'm just too like, I'm just too impatient. I'm like, no, I need the solution right now. And that's why I literally tried so many therapists before life coaching and and they want to talk about my past. And I'm like, oh, fuck off. <laughs> it's irrelevant. <laughs> it's gone. That's really fascinating, isn't it? And it just, it must be just different brains and how different brains work. Because I can't, for me, I can't move forward with anything but I'm like this with a lot of stuff. Like I have to get to the bottom of something, the root of something. You hear me say that all the time. I bang on about getting to the root of stuff all the time because for me, without doing that, I can't move forward. I like to have full understanding of everything. Like, and that's, my entire that brain. I want a better person. Look at me picking up fucking half facts and telling you that plastic was invented in like the wrong century. Or like <laughs> I'll probably do that too. Li- no, I like you're much. It's a much better way of living to understand everything than me. I'm just like, oh fuck it, I'll never get it. So yolo <laughs> like not even gonna try if that's what and, 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 and coaching has done absolute wonders for you so yeah. it's it's different strokes for different folks but um I thought it was nice to just round out the conversation a little bit more and, and like offer that side of it yeah I love that because I'm yeah I'm very like I'm a bit I think I'm a bit too black and white with it um and I and I really think that the tools that what Jackie and particularly the episode coming out on Monday I think yeah. the tools that she gives are absolutely like instrumental and really powerful and anybody can apply yeah. them, but often on their own for most, for a lot of people, they're probably not enough on their own. Um, mm. Cause a lot of people do need that like empathetic and they need a much more like therapeutic and that's fine. Like obviously yeah. courses for courses, yeah. how many different expressions exactly. can we say of <laughs> <laughs> that's it. I'm actually, I'm out. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Okay, I've just got really, like, again, a very innocuous, is it just me? But this is just a really good example of just how embarrassing it is to be a human being all the time. Why is it so embarrassing? Scott says, hi, Alex, Em, Daisy and Amy. I have to start, obviously, that I love the pod and it keeps me going over the last few months. I've had long COVID. Oh, bless you. I've been off work for five months with long COVID. That's horrid. I'm very sorry. I hope... You get better soon. Pretty much every day I go to my local Starbucks as a treat to cheer myself up. Sometimes I use the drive-thru and sometimes I go in. Today I went through the drive-thru. I knew the girl serving me because I'm there all the time. Lol. She handed
handed me my drink, which I always check, and it was wrong, so she was getting it changed. My COVID brain fog and anxious head kicked in. I forgot I was in gear, took my foot off the clutch, and my car stalled, rolled forward with a jolt. She stifled a laugh oh, no. and asked if I was okay, and I just said, yep, forgot I was in gear, took my drink and drove off. Is it just me? Does anyone else overthink this embarrassing situation and go through all these possible scenarios, or am I the only one? Also, can I go back there, or do I need to find a new coffee shop? <laughs> yeah, you've got to find a new one. You're a costume girl now. <laughs> I reckon that woman won't have thought about it since. I think people stall at the drive-through totally all the time. All the time. All the time. <laughs> yeah, I think she's probably seen a hell of a lot worse. However, I do, I do overthink situations. I mean, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I would overthink. There's anything, nothing more so embarrassing than like a small situation in a car, like. Like, I hit my car on a really tiny... You know in supermarket car parks, they have, like, the trolley... The trolley space? And they have tiny little pillars around the trolley space. Stupidly small for a car park. IMO. That means, that in my opinion, I'm just trying to be done with the kids. (laughs) (laughs) I hit my car with it, and my car was absolutely fine, because it's a big car and it hit the bottom bit. And anyway, it was just so fucking embarrassing. And I hate, as a woman... To, to do anything other than drive brilliantly because I don't want people to look at me being like, well, look at that little woman in a big car. Of course she crashed it. He, he, he. Like, typical. Yeah. So I, I feel like a responsibility to the womanhood to just drive. Like, that's why I'm so good at parking. I swear down. I just want to be so good that that no one can can have... What's the, what's the word? I just, I just want to be, I just, I just, I want to do it for feminism, you know? And it's so embarrassing when there's a huge pressure, huge pressure. When I'm a bad driver, I'm like, brilliant, brilliant. I've just set, set the women kind back. (laughs) That was good of me. Love that. (laughs) Don't worry, Em, I'm doing that for all, all womanhood. (laughs) I'm carrying the burden on that one. (laughs) (laughs) That's really generous of you. It's so annoying, the misconceptions that we have about driving. I just get so annoyed at myself. So and, and now whenever I see a bad driver, I I, I always gender gender them as a man. I use he Good. him pronouns because I yeah. just even if but it's so a woman. Do I. Oh, I I would rather be in a car with a woman than a man driving me. Would 100%. you? Would you? Yeah, definitely. Do you think yeah. we're more sensible? I think we're more sensible, and well, that's how I like it. In, Slow and steady in and sensible. Sh- <laughs> that's how I like it. <laughs> Someone told Dave. Um, slow, steady and sensible. <laughs> Naming a sex tape. <laughs> when you start your only fan. <laughs> slow, steady and sexable. So sexable. <laughs> sensible. Um, yeah, women get lower insur- a higher lower insurance than men. Because they have less accidents on the whole. Yeah, I believe so. Oh, we're just generally okay, so better good. drivers it's annoying actually it's such, an, it's such a frustrating misconception because I mean I know I'm on incredibly thin ice given that I'm waiting for the information on my speed awareness course but generally speaking like <laughs> when I went to that I think the last time I went to it again I know I know how it sounds okay guys um, the last time I went to a speed awareness course I was one of only two women and there were like 11 men really so there you go do you know what I got I, um, I was in a taxi the other day and we were on the motorway and I I was on my phone and then suddenly I, f- I felt like, God, we, I feel like we're going really fast. Looked up and we were doing 99 miles per hour. Speedy. 
that's not right, is it? That's not right. Like that, that well, it's obviously not right. The speed limit's seventy. So, and obviously, because I'm absolutely. Did you call the like, police from the back of the car? <laughs> <laughs> I have to report a crime. <laughs> Um, no, but I texted Dave being like, he's going at 99 miles an hour. Do I say something? And Dave was like, yes, ask him to slow down. So I did. Um, I was like, I'm really sorry, um, but I'm a bad passenger. Do you mind slowing down a bit? And then I was like, why did... Oh, God, so stupid. What did he say? Yeah, he just said, of course. He was absolutely fine. Oh. But yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know why cars go as fast as what they do if you're not supposed to go that fast. It Wait, I've never me. thought about that. Cars go that so makes fast. Absolutely no sense. I think my car goes like 130 something miles but is an it hour. because of Germany and their their motorway rules, like the U-Bahn? No, not the U-Bahn. In the Isle of Man, there's no speed limit. There's no national speed See, limit. See, that's why th- those those countries are ruining it for everyone else. Because I would like a car that didn't go above 70. Perfect. You can get one. I don't think smart cars no, do but, that. No, and I'd like the whole world to have that as well. <laughs> So that you, we just make ourselves a lot safer, you know? Yeah. I think most, I mean, not to like just ruin your life, I think a lot of accidents happen when you're going a lot slower than that. Look at me in Sainsbury's Do car they? park. Yeah, I'm car- three miles an hour tops. Oh, God, okay. That, see, and that is why I slow down to a stop at corners. <laughs> that is exactly why. Slow, so, steady, you go. and sensible. Exactly. Inspirational. Um, you're going to be, in another okay. life, you're a driving instructor. <laughs> I am. I absolutely am. You want to know something really terrible before I let everybody go? Go on. In cars, the crash test dummies are male. Are they? They were a six-foot man. This is this is across a lot of stuff, though, isn't it? I think we've talked about this on the we, podcast yeah. before. Yeah. Like, um, with COVID, there's no... Um, there's hardly any... Oh, who was I? Oh God, I'm so annoyed. I can't remember who I was speaking to about this, but she said that um, you know th- there's so much anecdotal evidence about periods and co- and COVID upsetting, disrupting periods and and um, cycles, and she said that if there was a man, there would be so much data on this, but because it's women, we don't have any. But this goes for a lot of other things as well, doesn't it? That men are. It, it's it's tested on men. I'm looking for the book that I have that literally explains the unconscious. It's called Invisible... I've talked about it before. Um, it's called Invisible Women, and it's about the unconscious gender bias oh, in our society. Yes. And it's by an author called Caroline, and I'm really sorry, but I can't remember her surname right this second. But Google it. It's called Invisible Women. I swear it's in this room somewhere. Anyway, literally the best book I've ever read. But so I learned about the, the car thing after my brother had his accident because... He is basically the the model of a crash test dummy, which, of course, when he had right. his accident, like, obviously it was a horrible accident, but it was still to his... The car the car was going to protect him as, as best as it could protect anybody, basically. Like, if, if, right. if I had had that accident, it would have been very different. Um, so I found this book, because I remember... I think it was, like, someone in the hospital, one of the doctors said it, and was like, well, you know, the, 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 his height is an advantage because of the crash test dummy thing. And then... Um, yeah, I found this wow. book and she was being interviewed on Radio 2, I think, at the time and I was listening to it. And it was about how they'd found this female astronaut to go up to space and they couldn't send her because there wasn't an, a suit that fit her. 
because all the suits were oh made for men. Gosh. Also, fun caveat: Do you ridiculous. want a little? Do you want a little story about um, about the fragile ego and little willies of of NASA men? Just for lols. Um, I can't remember where I, I can't remember where I heard this. That's actually really mean because astronauts are very brave. Sorry, they don't have fragile egos. They don't have little. Well, they might have little willies. I don't know. Basically, um, you have to have you all have, willies are good willies. All though. willies are great <laughs> willies. Literally, no bigger. I shouldn't have said, I shouldn't have mentioned the willies, but it is relevant to the story. Okay, so stick with me. But basically. Um, in your spacesuit, you have to have what's effectively like a space condom, like because your whole body's got to be protected, right? So they have to like measure like your dick bit for your condom no. thing to go in, right? Which is pretty cool. No. But basically, they you had to tell the people making the suit, so you just had to like register like how big your willy was, so like small, medium, and large. But obviously, it had to fit right. You couldn't say whatever. But no, none of the men were saying small because they small. obviously didn't want. <laughs> so all of these men were saying large because because toxic masculinity and then they've got these spacesuits and they just don't fit properly so then nasa had to relabel the sizing to be large extra large and extra extra large no way no way that is so funny definitely oh fact God, check so me on that funny. but I, that was an anecdotal story that i heard on the back of the spacesuit thing and then that, that does sound about right though because well, there was also that 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 song about you know the, they were sending that woman to space and they asked her how many, they gave her 100 tampons and asked her if that would be enough she was going there for five for days like she's only going for like five days <laughs> Look, I'm literally this is I think this all the time to myself I'm like whenever I, whenever I can't do anything like whenever I don't know whenever I lose signal in central London for example I'm always like how could we have got somebody to space 60 years ago but I can't like whatsapp you from Fulham like it doesn't make any sense like whenever I'm yeah. driving up the west of London like Earl's Court any yeah. of it just can't text there's no signal I don't you understand it it doesn't make any sense because yeah. our office is west London so I have to drive through it and it's just I'm on the phone boop gone and I always think yeah. I'm like how can I get to how can but then I think okay so they got to space and they did on the moon which was fine but also 100 tampons for five days it's not really a surprise that the rest of it's gone to shit do you know what I mean I mean that is one of the most ridiculous things I've ever heard yeah I've got to stop holding (laughs) them in such high regard yeah yeah very much so um, um, so fun. Although we went okay. to the, we, we, we got to go, but we went to the Lightyear premiere and we heard from this amazing scientist, this woman who worked we for did. NASA and we're like low key stalking her right now because we really wanted to come on the podcast. So watch we this really space. Wanted to come on. Really, because I'm yeah. fascinated. I do think space people are pretty cool. So it'd be really cool so to talk cool. to her. But yeah. What if, um, if it never happens, guest. it means she said no. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Like a lot of people, like Rebel, like Rebel Wilson. Let her go, I'll let her go. I can't. Um, thank you all so much for listening, for being with us, us here today. On Monday, um, Alex, I will see you at Euston in about 45 minutes. Yep. We will, yeah, we will see you all on Monday for a really cool app. Thank you for listening, and should I delete this is... And should I delete What's the name of the is, podcast? What's the name of the podcast? I'll say again. <laughs> Should I delete this? I do that way too often. Um, Should I delete that? It's part of the ACAST Creator Network.